0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Content 10x podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and today I've got a brilliant episode talking about a topic that I haven't covered before, which is webinars, and I have a great guest on the show, Louise Brogan. So Louise is an online marketing consultant. She owns Social BNI and helps businesses use and understand online marketing through online courses and membership workshop training one-to-ones speaking and also hello a podcast <laughs> welcome to the show Louise hi Amy thank you so much have I missed anything fill in the blanks there <laughs> oh my goodness uh, that probably covers all my work I also have three small children and a dog <laughs> <laughs> busy 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 so so Louise and I met um first met at Youpreneur Summit didn't we in um, in London back in November last year and um we found ourselves on the same mastermind table didn't mm-hmm. we Yes, no, that was brilliant. It was it was really nice to meet you in person too. Yeah, it was great, and uh, yeah, something that stood out to me actually is you are a very very busy and very knowledgeable person as well. So, um, you know, so much about uh, online marketing, and um, yeah, and you do you do so much in that area as well. And you've got your podcast now, which here is going really well. So that's great. What's it called? These your podcast. It's called The Social
1: Bee Podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, And uh, so today I wanted to do so many things we could talk about, but wanted to talk to you about webinars because I know that you um, use webinars to help grow your business and that you're great at getting the most out of them when it comes to repurposing as well. Mm. Um, So firstly, could you just explain kind of, you know, for anyone who's not really aware, what are webinars?
1: OK, so webinars, I the best definition I ever heard for them was basically it's a, a class or a seminar that you deliver online. So you deliver on the web as opposed to delivering in a workshop in person. And do you deliver them live? Yes, I do. So you can actually. Um, so if you think of a webinar as maybe like a 30 to 45 minute training class that you do um, on the Internet, people sign up in advance so that they can attend the webinar and then you deliver it live on the internet. I use um, software called Zoom to do mine. And okay. um, people sign up and they are watching you on the other side of the screen, if you like. Um, and then they ask questions and answers at the end. Um, and yeah, so I, I really I really enjoy it. And I do them on different topics. So I've got one, for example, um, coming up this week um, as we're recording this on how to use Facebook groups to grow your business. So they always have a specific topic and I like to deliver value on my webinars. So my webinars, I teach people something. It's not just, you know, turn up and I'll, I'll, I'll just talk about myself and my business. I actually have a specific topic that I want to teach the, the viewer about and that they get to ask
0: questions about at the end. And how do you find people to come and join your webinars?
1: Well, I find really, I mean, I'm all I'm all over social media, social BNI. So I have a, a free Facebook group, the Social Beehive. And I will share my, when I'm doing a webinar, I'll share it about 10 days in advance into my group um, on my Facebook page. I actually make little videos to tell people about them in advance. Um, I talk about them on Twitter and LinkedIn, and then I email it to my list as well. So quite often the people who attend my webinars are actually people who are, already know who I am. Um, and it's very metal that I'm doing one of Facebook groups tomorrow because that's a, that is a place where I find new people to come to my webinars is inside other people's Facebook groups um, where maybe like there it's a Facebook group of, of entrepreneurs or small business owners. And you might have like a Friday thing where someone will say, well, what, what, you know, what do you what content can you share with us today? And I'll say, well, I've got a free training coming up next week um, if you'd like to come
0: along and join my webinar. So lots of different ways um, of getting people to sign up. And from a business perspective, do the webinars form part of like the top of the funnel, basically? So what what's the next step for the attendees for you in terms of um, growing your business?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so a lot of people who do webinars are doing them to launch maybe a course or a program. And I do do that sometimes, but I always have a pitch of something at the end of the webinar. So, you know, you do your it's broken down into you introduce yourself. You introduce the topic. You deliver value training for about 30 minutes. Then I do about, well, I do, it's usually about 10 to 15 minutes of questions at the end. Um, it's best to keep the questions to the end because in the last webinar I did, I made the mistake of starting to answer questions in the middle and then I
0: totally lost my thread. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> lots of questions. Did you get Yeah, yeah. lots of questions.
1: Yeah. And then I pitch something at the end. And the last one, I, I pitched my membership. So I said, mm. you know, if you want to learn more about um, building your business online, um, so I like this year, I've done a webinar on how to plan your business for 2018. Um, I did one on the building blocks of an online business. And then I would say at the end, you know, if you want to learn more about um, all of these different building blocks, I do have a membership site. Um, and then you pitch that at the end. And the how you build your business with a webinar, Amy, is that after your webinar, so people might sign up at the end of your webinar, but it's the follow-up emails that you have to the audience afterwards which is really where you're able to just you know, say to people here are the, you know, here are the five things that we covered in the webinar and here's the you know the opportunity that I have for you or whatever it would be. so you know, if it was if I was pitching my membership site I would be kind of saying that here's the topics inside the membership and here's how I can help you and how that works And like maybe like two or three follow-up emails um, mm-hmm. just to help people make their decision on that um, and I think you know, people are, are happy enough with that.
0: Yeah, it's funny because um, we mentioned that we met at Youpreneur Summit because I remember when John Lee Dumas did his um, opening keynote, he, he, the main thing that he said, like his, his number one sort of point at the end was that people buy on live webinars wasn't it that was what he was kind of recommending that people do is to go live go with your audience present to them live let them ask questions mm. and I guess what you're saying which makes pe- perfect sense is that it's not necessarily by on the webinar but have a follow-up sequence afterwards and yeah. you know you've built that trust with them so mm-hmm. you know it's great to hear that webinars are working so well for you and your business now um it, when you listen to what you say about how you put together kind of half an hour presentations Um, so what do you do to make the most out of the time that you spend so how how are you then going and repurposing some of the webinar content
1: so I actually am able to use the whole webinar so I record it and then first of all people get who are on the list who can't attend live do get a replay so that's one way Mm. and but then I'm putting all the webinars into my membership site so people who Um, have joined the membership, have a back catalogue of webinars in there that they can go to on the various different topics that I have created. Um, But also when you create a webinar and it's working for you, you can just redo it Mm -hmm. like six weeks later and you have all the content there. So that's one way of doing it. So there's there's the replay is one way. Mm -hmm. Having it inside the membership is another way. And um, redoing the, member, the webinar in six weeks or eight weeks time because you can get a whole new audience from it. Um, and then also taking the content from the webinar and turning it into a workshop to do locally as well as so offline, as well as online. So loads
0: of different ways you can do it. And so when you put your when you put the um the webinar into your membership as a is it is it in there as kind of like a, a workshop or a, a course, something like that? Um do you do you edit it at all? Do you edit out any of the questions or anything like that? Or do you just keep the whole recording in there as a training?
1: I keep the questions in there as well because I think the people in the membership might have similar questions. Although, obviously, in the membership, they're able to ask me directly in my own community. Um, But when people ask questions on a webinar and you are able to answer them because you are an expert in that area, it probably brings out more content that you didn't necessarily have or goes deeper into the content on the webinar, if that makes sense. Hmm. So it's definitely more valuable to keep them there.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's such a brilliant thing to do to actually make the most of all that time that you spent on the webinar and put that in, add value to your members and your memberships. That's such a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so presenting locally as well. So basically you take the, the slides that you created and then you can um, do a similar, I suppose, kind of live webinar, but a, a live talk. Is that basically what you do?
1: Yes, now yeah. I will say that on a webinar you have, way more slides than you would if you were doing um, a live presentation or you know workshop locally so because people are easily distracted so if if you and I were on a webinar right now you might be also scribbling down your to-do list or looking at your phone and so you need to keep somebody's attention so you might have in a 30-minute webinar you might have 60 to 70 slides but if you did a workshop so I do a lot of local workshops for community groups and business associations. If I had 60 to 70 slides in a 30-minute workshop locally, it would be way too much for mm. everybody on. So while the content is is can be reused, it's not in as many slides.
0: Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, that
1: makes sense.
0: And do you do any chopping up of the video? So taking little snippets and things like that and then... Um, using them on social media or anything like that?
1: Yes, so if I was doing, so quite often I would do a webinar which would be like seven ways to improve your Facebook page. So then you could take those separate seven points and turn them into um, like a Facebook post or an Instagram post as well. And the other um, thing that I've done with some of my webinars is I've actually put them up on my, chopped them up and put them onto my YouTube channel as well.
0: Yeah, when I hear this, I just have so many thoughts going through my head. So the first <laughs> thing is that I was thinking about how you could, um, you could create short clips, um, you know, maybe turn the webinar into a 10 minute collection of clips for YouTube or something smaller, like, even like five minutes, then little teasers. So um, I'm thinking about how you could take um, 40 50 second clips from some of the webinars um and turn them into like a short branded video and then put them onto Instagram and Facebook and places like that as a um as teasers to you know go and, go and watch video but also if you're just taking out a tip anyway it's just adding value like just putting something out there on social um another thing I was thinking was um have you ever extracted the audio from the webinars to create podcast episode
1: no I have not that's a really good idea
0: would you be able to do that or are they quite um reliant on the slides is it quite visual or would that be no,
1: I think I think my way of delivering webinars is that it's the same way that I deliver all my training it's it's much more um it's not it's not formal and I don't want to use the word stuffy but I can't think of a better word and <laughs> um, it's not all formal like that it's much more conversational probably the way my podcast is so actually it probably could be quite easily
0: um reused and repurposed into a podcast episode that's a really great idea. Mm, yeah I was just thinking I mean you know you might need a little bit of editing in the start or the end or something like that but just actually when you've got I love it when video is the starting point of any content because there's so much that you can do with the extracting of the audio um, especially when you have a podcast you know if you already have an established podcast anyway
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: there is some that you could potentially turn into podcast episodes and then as we said like chopping up the videos how about the um do you ever take any of the slides like to create a standalone visual as well that you can share on um, social media
1: yes and another yeah. uh, <laughs> another thing that I've actually thought about doing and I haven't done yet is putting the the slides on their own onto slideshare yeah right? i
0: was just gonna say that as well mm-hmm. exactly like you said maybe if there's 60 or something you might condense it down to the one mm-hmm. that you'd use more for um for the local ones like condense them down but yeah you, they, you could get them on slideshare turn them mm-hmm. into a pdf um as well um there's so much you can do actually isn't there um yeah. Do you um do you you know then do any write ups or any articles on the topics that turn into blog posts as well? Or?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. So um the Facebook actually it's interesting because the Facebook group's topic is one is probably my most popular blog post. Um so and my most popular pins on Pinterest are to do with Facebook groups. So definitely, like, tomorrow's, um, I'm going to definitely take that webinar and chop it up and use it in so many different ways. It'll be exhausted
0: by time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put all of the work, though, into the initial, you know, the ideas and the concepts yeah. and the thoughts that you want to share, don't you? And then, yeah. Um, I, you know, I just love this because the webinar obviously adds so much value in terms of um, growing your business, getting people more aware of you, and hopefully, you know, coming into your membership or, or mm. your coaching or whatever, but then you can you're adding value to your existing members by um putting that into your membership. You know, as we said, potentially you could get onto um some of it in podcasts, you add some of it onto your blog post. So people who are already following you can look at the blog post. You can get the content on social media in video form, in visual form. Um, there's there's literally so much that you can actually do with mm-hmm. these live webinars, isn't there? It's really exciting. So um, for people People who are thinking of getting started themselves, and this sounds like a really great idea to do webinars, um, you mentioned that you use Zoom um, mm-hmm. as the technology to deliver that. Is, that um, is Zoom something that people would need to pay for or is that a free software that people can use?
1: I There is a free version of Zoom, and if you're using Zoom, you don't need to necessarily buy the Zoom webinars software. I I do pay for Zoom um, for the meetings, and my webinars, I hold through Zoom meetings. So I don't actually pay for the software for the webinars. Yeah. And um, the other way, the very first webinar I ever did was, it was, I couldn't, I couldn't talk you through it all now. It was so complicated, but it, it was free and was using YouTube and um, embedded onto my WordPress website page with chat role, which was, and everything was free. Uh, but it was you know, it was quite technical to set up in the first place. And Zoom is just much easier to use for me. But there are ways of doing them. I mean, you can do YouTube Live for your
0: webinar and not, and not pay Yeah, anything. I was just going to ask you about that because, you know, there's YouTube Live. What are your opinions on um, doing a Facebook Live and trying to get people to come along to that? The...
1: The reason I do webinars and the reason John Lee Dumas talked about doing weekly webinars is all about email list building for me. Yeah. So if I was doing it on a Facebook Live, I would need to have a very clever way of capturing those people's emails in order to get them to attend the live. So it would have to maybe be inside a closed group or something. And I don't think you want to make some, if you're going to do a webinar and you want people to come along to it, you want to make it as easy for them as possible so if they sign up with their email, I send them out the link, to the webinar, they click on it and they watch it. Hmm. So they are on my email list. And, you know, you can unsubscribe from my email list at any point in time. It's with ConvertKit, so it's really easy to unsubscribe if, if you don't want to stay on it. Um, but to get people along to a Facebook Live, I'm not sure that it would be easy for me to capture their emails. And at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're business owners and we want to build a business. And um, this is one of the methods I use
0: yeah, but, minus? I think you're right, I think you run the risk, firstly um, yeah but you, I don't know how you would capture those email addresses then secondly I do think that if you are delivering something on Facebook um you only partially have people's attention because if they're there watching you live on Facebook and they see a little notification or something like that that something else mm-hmm. is going on somewhere else it's it's easier to lose them isn't it whereas I think if people very specifically come along mm-hmm. live um and watch you in zoom they're mm-hmm. there aren't they they're in the moment and hope Hopefully there aren't as many other distractions and um also you know you, you hopefully you keep them to the end but you can then understand that replay as well can't you because you've got their email addresses you can send the replay and it's all in the follow-up i suppose like you said as well isn't it and there isn't really much of a follow-up if um if you don't manage to obtain so people's email addresses yeah <laughs> so is there any other kind of techie um techie things that people need to consider if they're thinking right I'm going to start doing webinars as well this sounds great mm-hmm.
1: well I I do have um I did buy myself a webcam yes. plug in webcam, and I do have the um the snowball ice microphone you don't you, know, you don't need to have those things but I think <laughs> it makes it gives you better quality and um, I create the webinar slides just in PowerPoint so yeah. that's simple enough um and the Zoom records it for me on my laptop as well, so that's easy for then uploading into my membership. So I'm trying to think, is there any other?
0: How about the invitation process? So actually bringing people in and then and then sending them through the link and things like that to the webinar is that all quite straightforward as well?
1: Oh yeah, sorry, yep. I I use lead pages. Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: So if you're going to do a webinar, important point is if you have a sign up page, a landing page, or a sign up page. Um, you want the, so say you have a post on your Facebook page or you have a Facebook advert about your webinar, whatever the, the copy is on that post or that ad, and the image, when they click through that and go to your landing page, whether you have a, a lead page or a page on your website, it needs to be very similar um, or they will just think it's not necessarily the same thing. Um, And a very easy one-step sign-up. So literally put your email address in and that's it. And then I send out the link to the webinar the night before. Yeah. And then if I run, so tomorrow's webinar is 10 a.m. So I will send out the, the link this evening. Then I will send it out again in the morning an hour before and then I will jump into my own Facebook group and um, because that's where my most loyal audience are really. Mm. I will say, guys, I'm about to go. My webinar's about to start. Um, hopefully you're coming along. You know, Here's the link just in case. Um, so you have to really, because people are busy and they're distracted as well. So you need to really remind them that it's happening.
0: Yeah.
1: And to somebody who isn't in online business, they might think, oh my goodness, that's like, if Louise emailed me three times in the space of 12 hours, <laughs> I would hate that, but they, people don't hate it. You know, if, if you are delivering, and I am known for delivering good value on my webinars. Like there's a lady called Jo, um, I wonder if, she's listen- if she listens to this. <laughs> he says, Louise, when you do your webinars, I get a group around my house to watch you. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because I really, I really teach something on it. You yeah, know, yeah. I give I give them good, valuable teaching on the webinars, and I thought, well, Joe, you need to give me those people's email addresses. Yeah. Good <laughs> <laughs> point. Yeah. And so, um, I wonder how many people are multiple watching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's amazing, though, isn't it? to thing that she gathers people around and then they all watch it. It does just go to show how much value yeah. you add, though. So that's that was amazing.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, I'm so like when she said that to me, I was like, wow, that's fabulous.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, and, you know, uh, clearly it's working really, really well for you. Um, and it's really, it's, it's just so good to hear that. And um, I've just made copious notes of all the different things that you can do in terms of getting the most out of the um, the webinars as well, because the, clearly you have to put work into them, but it seems like it's it, it provides more than a, enough reward for you to put the effort in. And the yeah. fact that you are then Doing so much anyway with the content afterwards is brilliant. And what kind of response do you get from your members when you um, bring in those webinar um, recordings? In are they, um, you know, are they, do you get great feedback from the members as well that they really enjoy them?
1: Yeah, I do, yeah. and I try and pick topics that I know they want to know more about. So. Yeah. You know, Facebook, like I, I get asked a lot of questions about running Facebook groups. So that's why Tomorrow's is about Facebook. Um, and a lot of people, I mean, so many, I don't know about you, maybe so many people ask me about Instagram. Mm. I'm trying to think, how do I do an Instagram webinar without being on my phone? <laughs> that's my current challenge.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're not really going to start pointing your phone at your webcam, no. are you? <laughs> that really wouldn't work very well
1: quite difficult to do that one
0: <laughs> no it's not gonna work <laughs> yeah it's tricky you probably have to take loads of screenshots wouldn't you have loads of phone screenshots and put them into your slides which would be quite a tricky one yeah um, but um i will th- i mean that it's it's great i think i am um, i'm kind of thinking here well, Oh, maybe i should start doing some uh, some webinars because um yeah it sounds, nice. yeah, it sounds really really good mm-hmm. um, so um like two two final questions last second to last is um one tip if someone's listening right now and they're thinking i am gonna do this this sounds brilliant what one tip would you give for just getting started with doing a first webinar
1: First webinar, I would um, find out what it is that your audience actually want to know about. Because if you decide to do a webinar on something and nobody really wants to know about that, you're not going to get people coming along to it. So make sure that it's a topic that your audience will get value from.
0: Yeah. And like you said, you try and find out from your members and then... Create webinars that you know, will if your members want to know about it, then yeah. other non members will as well. So it's a great way to do a kind of survey your existing audience. And finally, Louise, could you just let everybody know where they can find a little bit more about you and where they can go to get in touch?
1: Yes, absolutely. So my website is socialbni.com and I'm all over social media as socialbni. And with my Uh, free Facebook groups, the Social Beehive. And of course, there is the Social Bee podcast, which I always love to have new listeners. Um, And if they want to have a look at the Social Bee Academy, which is the membership we talked about, where I put all the um, webinars and stuff, that's actually under louisebrogan.com.
0: So, Thank you, Amy, very much for today. I really enjoyed it. Now, it's been brilliant having you on the show. So thank you for coming on. And I'll put links to everything from your podcast, your membership, to your website, I'll put everything on the show notes so people can go ahead and have a look at that. So yeah, thank you. It's been a great, uh, great episode. Thanks, Louise. Um, And thank you, everybody, for listening as well to today's show. I really appreciate it. As always, if you want to get in touch with me, my email is amy at content.com. 10x.com and also content 10x.com and all of the social channels as well so thanks for listening and i'll catch you in the next episode